What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the second season of Jack Ryan in the movie The Souvenir. But first, let's talk about Jack Ryan Season 2, starring John Krasinski. And if you want to hear my thoughts on Season 1, go back into the Pop Culture Spotlight archives and look up my podcast on that, because right now, I'm talking about Season 2. So catch up and then come back to this one. Here's a quick synopsis of Jack Ryan Season 2, starring John Krasinski. Jack Ryan, now working at Capitol Hill, goes to Venezuela with U.S. Senator Jim Moreno to investigate Nicholas Reyes, the corrupt president of the country. There is a lot of things I liked about Season 2 of Jack Ryan, but the top of the list is John Krasinski's evolution of the character. We've seen this with really good actors playing these big franchise action heroes, like Matt Damon. The more he played Jason Bourne in the first three movies, the better he got at it. Of course, the fourth one was bad. But we're also seeing it with Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movie. It's like, oh, do I really need another Mission Impossible movie? And then you see Tom Cruise in it, and you're like, yes, I do. Because he's an actor, and he's getting better at playing that role. He's the master of playing that role. It's like Christian Bale in the Batman movies. Batman Begins is kind of like, yuck. But then by Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, you're like, wow, Christian Bale is the best Batman ever. The more a great actor gets to play a character, the better that actor is going to be at playing that character. This season, Krasinski is playing Jack Ryan more confidently, but he's also bringing that same emotional guy from season one who takes his work very seriously. He's a know-it-all. There's a bunch of things to like about this character that John Krasinski is just playing more of it. He is a better actor in this season because he knows what he's doing. If you give John, that's why John Krasinski was so good in The Office. The longer The Office was, the better John Krasinski was at playing Jim from the office and the same is happening with Jack Ryan the more time John Krasinski gets to play Jack Ryan the better each season will be I mean Krasinski is just at the top of his game he'll be directing A Quiet Place 2 which I believe is going to come out next year I mean I cannot wait for that movie he's of course in this he was great in A Quiet Place he is one of the best actors working today because again he can work in any genre he's no longer just Jim from The Office he's made that career evolution so that I can believably watch him as Jack Ryan and think he's doing an amazing job because guess what folks he is doing Doing an amazing job playing this character. He's in that same class as those guys I mentioned. Matt Damon in the Bourne movies. Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies. John Krasinski as Jack Ryan needs to be mentioned in those class. Because there's been a lot of really good actors who played Jack Ryan in those movies. And they did not do it successfully. Remember Chris Pine in that movie? Not so good. Ben Affleck in that movie? Not so good. The only good Jack Ryan up until this point was okay. Alec Baldwin was okay. But Harrison Ford is really the guy we think of when we think of Jack Ryan. And I think John Krasinski is surpassing even what Harrison Ford was able to do in those movies. Then you have Wendell Pierce coming back as Jim Greer. Jack Ryan's boss in season one, now his partner in season two. They have just such a really good duo relationship where Jim Greer is frustrated at Jack Ryan a lot, but he's even telling other characters in the show, we need this guy if we're going to successfully do this mission. He does that all throughout season two. He has a belief in Jack Ryan's ability, even though he is frustrated with him as an emotional human at times. 
And, and I think this season, Wendell Pierce's character, Jim Greer, has a full character arc. He is going through his own struggles. I mean, season one, he was demoted and he was named Jack Ryan's boss. And then he, he was basically saved by Jack Ryan. And now he's back to being one of the most reliable guys in the CIA. But then this season, he goes through a real struggle with his character. And at points, he's really playing second fiddle to Jack Ryan, something we didn't see in season one. I just think Wendell Pierce is a great supporting actor. He was really good in Suits. He's really good in Jack Ryan. This guy is one of the best supporting actors around. Then you have some new additions to the cast in season two that I think worked out brilliantly. First, you have Michael Kelly, who is a great addition to the show. He's in House of Cards. He is a really good actor. He has great chemistry with Pierce and Krasinski and has some humorous moments in the show. And also, his character, Mike November, is kind of the new boss of Jack Ryan, and he really keeps Jack Ryan in check. He does He does not have that trust that Wendell Pierce's Jim Greer has with Jack Ryan because he has never really seen Jack Ryan in action. And Jack Ryan is a character that fully uses his emotions to help him solve these cases. At the beginning of the season, Michael Kelly's character is more of a by-the-books character. And by the end of the season, you really see Mike November become a trio with Jack Ryan and Jim Greer. And he really becomes a risk-taker. It was really an exciting arc for that character to go on. And he is a great addition to season two. Then you have actress Numi Rapace, who is famous for being in the original How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. She is brilliant as Harriet. I'm not going to give a lot of character details because her character is really mysterious, but I think she is great at playing mysterious, and you never know her character motives. Her scenes with Krasinski are the best in the show. They have insane chemistry. She kind of replaces Abby Cornish as the female lead in Jack Ryan, and I don't have an issue with that only because Numi Rapace is way more interesting of an actress, and her character is way more interesting, and she adds, it feels like that character could be her own movie or TV show, and you never felt that with the Ab- with Abby Cornish's character. Numi Rapace could would be the lead of a show and I would watch it. She's mysterious. She's interesting. She's fascinating. It feels like she's in her own other world the way she's acting alongside Jack Ryan. They just feel like completely different scenes. Sometimes in movies, when actors are doing something completely different than what other actors are doing, it's fascinating to watch. And that's what Numi Rapace is doing in this show. It is fascinating to see her do this whole mysterious double agent thing in a show like this. It's great. And she is the best addition to season two. Numi Rapace is out of this world good in season two of Jack Ryan. I think for an epic action show, Jack Ryan continues to deal with issues like what success does to you, how it can make you arrogant and less reliant on others, and less of a team player, and also shows the rise of one character and the fall of another. And there's this idea in this season where Jim Greer's character is told he's no longer an asset, he is a liability. I mean, that's a lot to, like, we get it, we're all here for the action and the 
the suspense of it all, but what the characters are going through. For someone's boss to call you a liability instead of an asset, that is something we can all relate to. I think it's interesting how that show mixes in stuff like that and mixes in all the action. I think there's something to be said about that. All throughout the season, Jack Ryan is dealing with the success that he had from season one. He is now the man, and he is dealing with how to act being the man. And again, he's the one who's being arrogant. He's being self-reliant on others. He feels like he is the boss, and he is always right, because he his morals is on his side. He is absolutely right. He is not much of a team player for most of season two. I think season two is also way darker than season one. It has more of a personal stakes for the characters and you get to learn a little bit more about Jack Ryan's past. I think the show is visually stunning. The settings like the jungle, the show really feels like a blockbuster movie. I mean, the jungle scenes when they're in the Venezuela jungle are out of this world nuts. This season just brings it to another level. I think Jack Ryan season two is more epic than season one altogether. And finally, like every good TV show, this show leaves you wanting more. It leaves the Jack Ryan character in a bit of a situation at the end where he is going to go down a new path. He is not going to be the same Jack Ryan in season one or the same Jack Ryan in season two. There's going to be character development in season three that is going to be fascinating to watch. I cannot wait for season three of Jack Ryan, but I definitely think if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check out season Season 2 of Jack Ryan. It is just as good as Season 1, if not better by most standards. Now let's switch gears and talk about the film The Souvenir. Here's a quick synopsis of The Souvenir. An aspiring film student, Julie, falls for a mysterious older man named Anthony, and everything is going well until things become complicated between the two of them when she learns more about him. There is a lot of things I like about The Souvenir, but the number one thing is Honor Swinton Burns. She plays Julie. She is a revelation, such a unique performance, always the most interesting thing on screen, no matter what scene, no matter who is talking, you are looking at Honor Swinton Byrne, this entire motion picture, she is brilliant in the movie, it is her first leading role ever, she's the daughter of Tilda Swinton, who is in the movie, I'll talk about her in a minute, Honor Swinton Byrne is has one of the best performances in a movie this year. Then you have Tom Burke, who plays Anthony, the boyfriend who convinces you to overlook his past, his issues, and keep giving him chances. I mean, it's kind of a prototypical type character, but he's kind of interesting, because there are moments where you think he's the worst person on the planet, and then there are moments where you think he's kind and he deserves a second chance. He is tricking the Julie character, but also, he's tricking the audience and that's why Tom Burke plays this brilliantly because sometimes you're on his side when he doesn't deserve you to be on his side. Tilda Swinton is also great in this movie. What a weird year for Tilda Swinton movies. First, she was in Avengers Endgame. Then she was in The Dead Don't Die. And now she's in The Souvenir. It has been quite a year for Tilda Swinton, who can be in these big blockbusters like Avengers Endgame and Doctor Strange, and also be in these smaller movies like The Dead Don't Die and The Souvenir. And she is really good in The Souvenir. But I also want to say, she's playing the mother of her own daughter. So it should be a pretty good role for Tilda Swinton to be able to pull off. I mean, there are scenes in this movie where Anna Swinton Burns' character Julie is going to her mom, played by Tilda Swinton, and being like, I need more money to help 
make this film. And her mom gives it to her because she has unconditional belief in her daughter. Not just love, but belief in her daughter to be able to become an aspiring filmmaker. I mean, that's that's powerful that this movie has. That the mother is not like, oh, you haven't paid me back yet. I'm not going to give you money. No, she knows that her daughter is going to make it. She has belief in her daughter. That's not something you always see in these kind of movies. And I thought it was a, it was a nice touch that this movie had. That kind of relationship between a mother and daughter where the mother has belief in the daughter's career aspirations because so many movies go the opposite i don't want you to be a model i don't want you to be an actor i don't want you to do this thing this mother has belief in her daughter you don't see that enough in movies today then you have famous British comedian Richard Ayoade. He is hilarious in this movie. To me, he is best known as the director of The Double, which starred Jesse Eisenberg. He is hilarious in his one scene with Honor Swintonburn. He's basically the one telling her the truth about Anthony. It is such a good scene. For somebody to have that kind of an impact on a movie and only have one scene, that is what a great supporting role is about. He is in service to the movie. He is hilarious. He is insightful. He is telling her the dark truth about her beloved Anthony and his dark secret. And the way Honor Swinton Byrne plays it, she is totally confused about what he is talking about. She has no idea what she's in for with Anthony. It's it's one it's the best scene in this movie. There's not even a close second. This film is based on the director's life, Joanna Hogg. She beautifully made a movie about herself. It's interesting and it builds to something and it's visually spectacular. It's not that self-indulgent. I think it's a really good movie. It is one of the best movies of 2019. And Joanna Hogg put her own story into it. Again, there are scenes where... Honor Swinton Byrne goes to film school and you're like, this is really fun, but you also know why she's not doing as well in school. And there's just so many really good scenes in this movie. And again, I will say this, it is visually spectacular to make a smaller type movie feel so entertaining can sometimes be a difficult thing if there's not robots and there's not superheroes it's tough to get you to be that interested i was fully interested in this movie for the full two hours it was worth the watch completely because it's an interesting story and it's a relatable story I also think recently we've gotten a lot of coming of age stories like The Edge of Seventeen and Lady Bird and I love those movies but this is a different kind of a coming of age story for a young woman. It's a story about how one relationship can change your entire life for the good or the better. Yes, during the relationship Julie seems happy but she is doing less successfully at school. She is spending less time on her career and she is spending more time with Anthony and she is also fueling his his addiction kind of she's kind of fueling his issue she's giving him money there are scenes where she's giving him money and you're like wow she's really fueling him she can't understand how dark this character is because she keeps giving him second chances and that's the relatability sometimes you can overlook somebody's issues just because of how much you like them as a person you keep letting them in when you should be shutting them out and Every single time Anthony lets the Julie character down, she is equally confused. Uh, there's a, a 
point in the movie where she finally lets it go. She says they have to break up and you think that's the end of it. But then she gives him a second chance because he shows remorse and she is equally that fooled. It's his words. She's believing his words and sometimes actions speak louder than words. We've all heard that saying she's ignoring his actions and just listening to his words because she wants this to work out because she is in love with him. She's overlooking all of his big issues and they are big issues if you see the movie. They are tremendous issues. She's overlooking all of them because she loves him. Also, the movie takes place in the 80s, and I don't know if it's 80s London or whatever, but it didn't feel like it was the 80s at all. It didn't try to use nostalgia as a weapon, which is something I also like. That I, I Sometimes I just can't stand when you watch these movies. It's like, it's the 90s, and then there's a blockbuster, and you're like, okay, that doesn't make it the 90s. Uh, this movie felt timeless and relatable. We can all relate to this. We can all look overlook some of these issues and try to keep letting them in and keep giving them chances. This Julie character is so relatable and it's so good. Honor Swinton Byrne is so good in this movie. And again, it shouldn't be that surprising. Her mother is Tilda Swinton, but you could never expect watching this movie and being like, Honor Swinton Byrne is one of the best actresses working today. After watching this movie, I am fully interested in what this actress does next because, man, she has talent. She has talent. She's the most interesting thing on screen, which to me is always the most important thing to be. Be interesting. I think the other believable thing about this movie is that you can understand how these two characters work. She is soft-spoken. He is, like really in your face loud and somewhat obnoxious and you can see like how the opposites attract here it's a believable relationship i mean sometimes in movies you're like wow they're just good looking people and that's why they're in this relationship right now i thought this was a believable relationship Anna swindon Byrne played the character so soft-spoken and then comes this loud guy who's like this is the way you should make movies there's a literal scene where he tells her how he sh- how she should be making movies and that's how they basically fall in love i mean that's kind of believable that someone that soft-spoken would be taken aback by somebody so loud and obnoxious. It kind of makes sense if you believe in opposites attract. It's a believable relationship. Joanna Hogg made a movie about a believable relationship. And again, it's a relationship she actually had, so it should be believable. But sometimes when you watch it on screen, you're like, wow, this is really over the top and not believable. I think the craziest thing about the souvenir is that there's going to be a part two. And that fascinates me. It's going to tell the other part of Joanna Hogg's life what she did after the breakup. That's interesting. I mean, how Julie is going to develop as a filmmaker. I'm interested to see if the movie will be as interesting to see without an Anthony-type character. I mean, if it's just Julie having a a bunch of success stories is it going to be as interesting but i have no doubt it will be because again honor swinton burn is going to be in it tilda swinton is going to be in it again i i heard richard iowade is going to be in it robert panson was going to be in it but then he left it and now joe alwyn the guy who dates taylor swift is now going to be in it most independent movies do not get a sequel But the fact that the smaller movie, The Souvenir, is getting a sequel called The Souvenir Part 2, that is endlessly fascinating how that's going to happen. But again, I think it's a movie that deserves a sequel because I have faith in this filmmaker and I have faith in these actors. This was such a good movie. You can Anyone could relate to this movie. It's one of the best movies of 2019. 
I mean, it just also feels unique and original. There's nothing about this movie you can compare it to another movie. The souvenir fits its own mold. I wouldn't even say it's dramatic. I wouldn't even say it's comedic. It just is what it is. You need to watch it. You can't define it. You don't always know what you're watching. What's the point of this? You're just like, oh, wow. It kind of feels like it's building to like a thriller almost. So like you know that the Anthony character is going to mess up. You know it from the beginning, but you're surprised how it happens. And it's so in your face. And by the end where he has his real issues, you're like, wow, you could not have seen that coming. You would not. I, I didn't think when I was watching it that she was going to give him a second chance after she broke up with him. But obviously, I think that's more. That's the whole point of the movie. She keeps giving him those chances. You're like, wow, I don't think she's going to take him back. And then she does. And then... The most surprising thing about it, and this is the most relatable thing, she keeps being surprised by his failures. I think that's the most relatable thing in this movie. You can be surprised by something that should be so obvious because it's human nature to want that person to change. Julie has a belief that Anthony can change as a person. Ultimately, Anthony doesn't. That's what the souvenir is all about. I definitely recommend you watch The Souvenir starring Honor Swinton Byrne. It is one of the best movies of 2019. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on season two of Jack Ryan and the movie The Souvenir. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actor Jake Gyllenhaal and the movie The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese. Tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 